You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee. In the studios is Ian McNally. And today we're talking about Sadako by Hideo Nakata. (laughs) All right, so tell me what this one's about. Well, if you don't know, Hideo Nakata was the guy who terrified Western audiences with um, Asian girls with hair pulled over their faces. With the, right. He directed the original Ring movie from 1998. If you haven't seen that movie, whew, what can I tell you about it? I mean, it's important he's coming back to this series, but that there's as many Ring movies as there are Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. And the timeline is equally as... Um, confusing mm-hmm. the original movie was about a haunted videotape that if you saw it you saw a whole load of weird imagery and then your phone would ring and that from that point onwards you had seven days yeah. until you died horrifyingly when they find your body it's completely twisted out of shape in fear i'm getting goosebumps this has happened ever since i watched the movie on vhs tape and back in the day <laughs> i get goosebumps when i talk about this movie i watched Ring, I watched Raisin, which is the sequel that didn't even, like, it didn't do that well. So they made another movie called Ring 2 and just pretended the first one didn't exist. They did prequels, they did TV shows, they did other kind of more scientific uh, spin-offs called Spiral, where it's like, it's actually an actual virus. It's not like a spooky virus, it's an actual virus that can, that causes the death and causes the hallucinations, but there is still a ghost. It's this weird mix. So it started this whole franchise and it was hugely influential. It's how we got... Lots of movies with Asian girls with their hair over their face making noises or crawling along the wall. Sadako is his return to the series that he started. And it tells the story of a psychiatric doctor, Mayo Akikawa, and her brother, Kazuma Akikawa, who one of the things about the original ring was when it wasn't being terrifying, it was being incredibly low-key. Everything was shot in greens and greys and was almost boring to look at, but it was just kind of gripping anyway. These guys are just kind of boring. (laughs) Right. So she's a psychiatric doctor and into her orbit comes this young girl who has been found wandering the streets. And you're thinking there might be a mystery to be resolved there if it wasn't for the fact that they explained exactly who that girl is in the opening three minutes of the film and explained what her connection to the original story is. She's introduced with her mother trying to burn her to death because she thinks she's the reincarnation of Sadako, who is the character you see on the screens in Ring, who after seven days are up, she's the one who comes for you and terrifies you to death. So there's this girl who's supposed to be the reincarnation. There's a, Again, there's always a mystery element to these things. Why is Sadako back? What is the curse this time? What's going on? Her brother is a idiot YouTuber who's trying to... Like, that's one thing that they, it nails on the head, is that idea of the guy trying to get his page views up. So he's an influencer. He wants to be an influencer. Okay. He wears a chicken thing on his head and makes silly jokes. The, the one timely thing about this movie is... He does go, he, you know, there was a story about, I think it was Logan Paul went to the, the Forest of the Dead in Japan. Yes. He does something similar, and which is what kicks off Sadako going after his family. He goes to a haunted place. So that's actually quite now ish and, and, you know, modern storytelling. It's a good jumping off point. 
But everything after that is just rehashing the legend of Sadako, who was a psychic girl and, you know, was thrown down a well and was so her anguish was on the tape. The tape doesn't even come up in this. It's not even like it's a haunted video. It's a haunted YouTube video, which I think they did in an American spinoff called Rings in 2017. So... It's basically just watered it down. It's another kind of it, – it's why – I don't understand why they made this movie. I mean there's always trying to cash in on a franchise. But with this one, there's no scares. Sadako – you see Sadako coming out of the TV early. That was a thing that you only saw at the very end of the first movie when you thought that everything had been tied up in a neat little bow. And as a result, it was utterly terrifying. In this, she crawls out of a TV and she doesn't even kill the person. Mm. She just leaves them a bit shaken. Um, there's also a really bad portrayal of the medical mental health pr- profession in this. Everybody who suffers from any mental health in this, the doctors just seem to scream at them increasingly loudly. There doesn't need to be any like, maybe we should sedate this person. Maybe we should find out what's going on with them. Maybe we should put them on a 24-hour care lock. They just keep screaming at them. And the worst sin of all is it's not scary. Oh, no. Yeah. This, this was my – I was waiting I was thinking it was doing the slow build like the original movie did. And some of the other movies that came out around that time, you know, they had that groundedness, which kind of made them so scary, right? You had that super normal things going on and then this dread that you can't escape. That's the key to those late 90s, early 2000s movies. It wasn't just like, you know, Freddy's coming from you. That was, it was a reaction to that stuff from before. And this is just no scare. There's one scare at the very, very end. And it feels like a callback to what they did 10 years ago. And it's like, you did this 20 years ago. Why, why can't you do it again? And he did do it again back in the day. He did a movie called Dark Water, which was a remake of that with Jennifer Connelly. It came right. out uh, early 2000s as well. It, that one, it was a haunted videotape. It was a malicious stain on the roof and just like leaking water and another haunted child haunting somebody and an ending that like really messes you up. So he can do that kind of stuff. I watched too many of those movies in too short a time when they all came out and they did mess me up for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But this just doesn't seem to have the power of that. I hear that you are a fan of the whole series, the whole franchise. You know, for this one, does it add anything as a fan for you? No. It, I mean, it goes back to the island where Sadako's from. It's like everyone already knows the legend. You know what I mean? There's not any point in researching it again. There's bits of a tape, but there's now, it's, a, it's not even a tape. There's just there's new imagery mm. that kind of pops up. And it doesn't even pop up in a real reason. Like the original one, the original story was that Sadako's anguished cries as she died from being thrown down a well were recorded onto a videotape. That's how it kind of is psychically imprinted on a videotape. And that's how the tape got out and everything like that. And this is just, we need to have some freaky imagery because it's a ring movie. Mm. And we need to have some clues for the main characters to go to the island where she's from. So we're just going to have it appear now. Like it was in the video earlier that we watched on YouTube. It's on the video now. There's not even the whole point of the, the I don't know if it's a spoiler for a 20-year-old movie. But the, the, one of the more terrifying things of the ring was, you'll die in seven days unless you make a copy and give it to someone else. Mm. That's the only way to avoid the curse, which is like supremely messed up. There isn't even that in this. You know, a good horror movie should have rules so that the audience at least knows, if they know more than the protagonists, they can get like a little bit more tense or less tense knowing you have to do the thing. You you know, there's a thing you got to figure out to do. Whereas in this is like, there's no rules. She might kill you. She might not kill you. It just, it doesn't hang together well. As a, as, a, as a horror film. Did it break its own franchise rules, its own uh, logic systems with this new one? Very much so. I see. Yeah, and that's 
hugely disappointing. Mm. <laughs> so I, I guess with this latest installment of uh, the franchise, do you think it's it's well has sort of run dry? Oh, nice! It's well, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nicely done there. I think so. These movies, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about them later. They, and I think we have a, a listener comment highlighting one very good reason why they worked. Mm-hmm. It's because they were perfect for the time. The idea of a haunted videotape was genius in 1998. The idea of a haunted YouTube video now is like, well, you're just doing the ring 20, 20 years later. Um, there were other f- movies like, you know, that were haunted phone calls, haunted cameras, you know, we've done all of that. I mean, I think it's the thing where, you know, the, the paranormal activity vi- movies, the series, that series came about because of that idea of something that can only be seen on camcorders, right? Yeah. And they, they built rules for that time and we've moved on from that time. I'm sure someone's doing a VR horror movie and I'm sure it's going to be lame because it's not going to do something new. The whole point of those movies were they were new until the entire genre was basically driven into the ground. And I think that's what you, we need these days. That's what, to be scary, it's got to be fresh. It's got to be something you don't know and it's got to be something that you don't expect. If you have any thoughts, should we let Sadako rest or not, you can send that to us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. You can also find us on social media. We're at SkipIntroMY. After this, we talk about horror movies and J-horror in general. More after this on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee and Ian McNally. We're talking about Sadako today, but before we go on any further, we do have some of your messages that we wanted to get to. So on Facebook and Twitter and so on, we asked, you know, why it was the J-horror and Asian horror fad in the early 2000s so important. And we have some really good messages. The first one from the Asian Hobbit who says that, I love it because it always has a really cool backstory. Japanese horror always has some cool traditions, rituals, family curse and so on. It's never just basic. I read The Ring and Spiral Books and the amount of research done was fantastic. Hollywood stories are predictable. Like the ghosts are also unique in their stories. What happened, for example, Hollywood horror doesn't really focus much on backstory. They just investigate and that's it. The reveal happens and it's always predictable. J-horror's reveal is like hot damn and you really feel for the ghosts. Yeah, she's nailed it on the head there. Looking back at... um Wikipedia, because again, I watch so many of these close to together. Some things blur, especially all the Ring movies. And a lot of these movies, including The Ring, play on this type of ghostly character from mm. Japanese folklore. I think it's a Yuhei or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Sorry. Apologies to any Japanese people out there for mangling your culture. But it's that idea of you don't even need to know that to enjoy the film. It's just this scary as hell girl that comes out of a TV. And the second thing is feeling for the ghosts. It's that idea of these ghosts are terrifying i mean there's certain things they did when you really see sadako in the end of the ring all it is is a girl who has her hair in front of her face and is recorded backwards so her hair is moving before her body is and she's also moving quite herky-jerky so frames have been moved Mm. but just the way it's shot lit and the way that actress moved were absolutely terrifying and you can feel like she's she's super mad at getting you know her mother was killed and she was thrown down a well. So you can feel that coming across. It was something I felt they really lost in the American remake where you could tell it was maybe even a guy in a rubber suit. When you see her feet, they're all kind of like, they're two sizes bigger than everyone's feet because they're all prosthetics. It's like, oh, look how waterlogged and gross it is. But it's also, I think it was the middle of the day at that point. In the original, it's like late at night and the only thing lighting the room is the TV. So it's that 
not expecting what's happening and just it's it's a, a beautiful visual look. The unpredictability thing again was just integral to the ring. There is a Scooby Doo ending in the ring. I think it's even more feels like the Scooby Doo <laughs> ending in the American version where they're all like, "Hey, it's all okay. We 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 found the, the the person who became the ghost. It's all taken care of. Everything's fine." And I think it, it might be one of the few things that works better in the American version is where the kid turns to Naomi Watts and says, "You weren't supposed to help her." And it's just like, what? <laughs> and it's that unpredictability. And they don't even do it properly in this new movie. It's that difference thing. Let's come back to what I said earlier about if there's going to be another resurgence in horror, it's going to be different from what's gone before. And RE 1986 also says the same thing, that you know Hollywood horror movies tend to be quite predictable. Uh, in J-horror, there are twists and turns in the storyline. And we also have this one from Big Santine, which says that Hollywood still can't make a good horror movie. <laughs> Leave it to us Asians to scare you out of your skin. I think after watching... The Ring, The Grudge, Dark Water, all these ones at the time. I think the only movie, Western movie, that scared me for a while after that was What Lies Beneath. Did you ever see that with uh, Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer? There's a ghost in my house. Any idea what she wants? She said... Did you know her? I had an affair with her. She came out here to the house, threatened to kill herself. Get out! That's a jump scare roller coaster of a movie. And when you watch that in a cinema, it got to the point halfway through where people were laughing because they were so scared. Like they had been scared in succession three or four times to the point that they were having trouble breathing and then were just kind of breaking into chuckles now after the scare would recede every time. It's a very different feeling from these, these J-horror movies because you watch these movies and you're like, I need to stay in a well-lit room for the next 24 hours <laughs> and I need my mommy to come and hold me for a while. <laughs> And up next, we also do have a comment from The Visitor Q, which says that one thing J and K horrors uh, did well in the 90s was to integrate new tech into horror. What if spirits could reach out from VHS, uh, for example, Ringu? And what if rage could manifest over electronics, so Juon and One Missed Call? Yeah, One Missed Call worked out pretty well as well. I I think I've seen this... It's again, so many flip, I have imagery of Asians with flip phones, Japanese people with flip phones in their hands. And it is just a weird ringtone you get. And it's another kind of rule. They changed it up enough from Ringu that it was scary too. And I, there's some imagery in that that sticks out in my head. I can't remember Juon having much of that. If you haven't seen Juon, this is known as The Grudge in the US. They did mm-hmm. a version with Sarah Michelle Gellar and they're doing another version coming out in 2020. because. Why? If, if it can trust Hollywood to do anything, it's to flog a dead horse even further to death, bury it in an Indian burial ground, build a house on top, and then re-exhume the body and then use it to scare the neighbors. <laughs> but The Grudge was a horror movie where someone was murdered or wronged in such a horrible way, their spirit haunted the house. So in that, in that case, it wasn't so much that um, it was a videotape that was haunted. It was like something bad, something so bad had happened to this person that this place was essentially a toxic waste dump for psychic energy. So if you just right. went into this house, you're done for. Like it was the videotape was the house. And if the thing came to get you in your house, you would die so badly that anyone coming to your house from that point onwards would also get that ghost to get you. And they did something incredibly simple with the Grudge movies, which was they took the long haired girl from Sadako from the ring and just put her on the roof. <laughs> that's kind of the, that's the biggest scare. There's that. And there's a small child who's painted white, right. who screams like a cat. But there's also the, the mother uh, ghost makes this crackling noise in her throat. She just goes... I'm sure anyone who's seen the movie right now is recoiling in horror from the radio because that is terrifying when you don't know what it is. And it's just this weird feeling and it builds. And 
hearing it in this completely different context and with strands of black hair wrapping around whoever's on the screen gives it an entirely new context. And as a result, like I have friends where I can do that noise and they will just run from the room. They're still <laughs> scared of that stuff. So, you know, up next, we do have a lot of recommendations uh, for movies and horror movies that we should get to. But just briefly going back to Sunako, was there anything uh, that you've watched um, that sort of reminded you of Sunako as you were watching it? Uh, not really. I mean, I started thinking back to all these movies I saw. There was one called Uzumaki, which is based upon the artwork of Junji Ito. If you've never seen his artwork, I wouldn't recommend looking it up. It mm. will. It will give you nightmares and it's just a village that becomes obsessed with spirals so people start turning into snail shells and getting trapped in washing machines and wrapped around axles of cars it's and it's another one of the things where it's a curse you can't escape and mm. it's horrifying uh, another two that really stuck out to me from the time were the eye which is was remade again with jessica alba in it um i think the eye is the hong kong movie it's the Pang Brothers. And in that, it's a blind woman gets corneal transplants. I can see. Only problem is she got her eye corneals from someone who's a psychic. So she can see dead things everywhere. And again, very different imagery from what you see in The Ring or Juan. So there's a scene of her like walking past one of those shops with all the ducks in the window. And there's just a ghost outside. And it's a huge tongue coming up and licking the window. And it's just so normal in the background. And everyone's ignoring it. But it's absolutely like... How do you keep your cool around this? Because you don't want the ghosts to see. So just on that note, right, we do have some recommendations and a lot of uh, them that came through is about Shutter. So that came through uh, from Kamil Othman as well as Mashari, who says, even as a fan of horror movies, it really scared me in a way I don't usually appreciate. Uh, it goes on to say more so because I slouch most of the time and the Asian explanation for it seems more plausible. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. And so it goes. Yeah, I had to look this one up. I, I skipped this one at the time because I think at that time I was seeing Sadako in my living room and I woke up in the middle of the night. So I thought I should lay off the horror movies for a bit. Yeah. Um, but the idea of this, the slouch thing is that the ghost is on the shoulders of the guilty people so they can, they can catch it on camera yeah and that's that's a very cool idea that idea that you carry the ghosts of your anyone you wronged on your shoulders and speaking of the eye earlier Effie Saharuddin brought up the fact that it gave him the creeps when he saw it at a midnight show his car was parked on the one Utama rooftop the show ended almost 2am the film is good too it's superior to the Elba version yeah you don't want to drive after that movie because while she sees dead people she also sees like forecasting dead people and there's a huge car pile up at the end of that so you don't want to be driving <laughs> or stuck in traffic when you watch that movie so we do have some other recommendations from uh, other regions this one from Dean Shari about films from Indonesia so you should get into uh, Indonesia horror and thrillers so they have a renaissance going there he gives like a whole list of films which includes Rumadara uh, Sabalum Iblis Menjemput and Pengabdi Satan and just a whole list right because that's sort of coming back and making the rounds right now have you seen any of those I've not actually seen most of those unfortunately I'm the only one at the station who likes horror movies <laughs> <laughs> so I'll end up doing this where I just end up talking to one person about it but there is at least at one or two horror movies from the region in the cinema every week to the point where it's tricky even with a five day a week show it's tricky to figure out which ones to watch I'm definitely going to have a look at for these ones mm -hmm. if you have any other recommendations for ones that are coming out recently let us know uh, you can get us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and also for next week's show uh, we're looking for your recommendations for your favourite movie soundtracks and your favourite movie scores so soundtracks are like you know when they've organised a, a bunch of artists to do the music their separate songs for the yeah. movie Sound scores can be original compositions and we're also looking for your favourite movies that bombed 
that you think should have happened. And you can send those to us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at Skip Intro. You can also find us on Instagram as well as Facebook. So go to those if you have any recommendations. You all can also keep those scary movie recommendations coming up. We're always looking forward to them. You've been listening to Skip Intro. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. 